This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. It's like First Nations people say, when people say to them, governments say, we're consulting. You're already laughing. What a bunch of rubbish. That's like, if that was okay, you could say to somebody who is sexually assaulted, well, you consulted first. No, it's stupid. I have no idea what he was thinking with that speech, but that is the Speaker of the Legislature, Daryl Pleckis, speaking to the Lower Mainland Local Government Association on Wednesday night in Harrison Hot Springs. His whole speech is, let's just say, causing a lot of discussion today, and that's why we are going to be chatting with Richard Zessman, our Global News online legislative reporter. Hi, Richard. Hi, Simi. Boy, that was weird. It was, and I know what he was thinking because I just spoke to him. So I just ran down from the Speaker's office so that you and I could chat. We just had a fulsome discussion about the speech that he made on Wednesday. So let's start with his explanation of that clip that you just ran. Okay. So I asked him, how could you possibly compare First Nations consultation to consultation around a sex assault? And he said this was from a story he had heard from a First Nations woman who compared the way that government consults with that of consulting with someone before sexually assaulting them. And what he meant to explain was that you need to have consent. Consultation is not enough. You know, having a conversation and saying, oh, what would you like to see? And them saying, I don't want to see this. And then you doing it anyways is not consultation. You don't have consent. And he was retelling a story that somebody had told him. And he regrets the way that it came across. He regrets a lot of the way that the speech came across. He said he should have thought more thoroughly first about the audience he was speaking to, but more importantly about the words that he was using and how they could be um, interpreted. Uh, he, he just told me he wish, wishes he w- listened to his wife more because she always tells him to speak less. <laughs> that, that's uh, a that, very wise thing that his <laughs> wife is telling him. But you know what, Richard, we have some of that audio yeah. that you had your chat with him where he talks about exactly what you just explained. Have a listen. I'm so surprised that got interpreted the way it did. Uh, what I had said was is that uh, Political leaders are always talking about having consulted with First Nations people. And, of course, First Nation people say, well, that isn't enough. Uh, and, of course, it isn't enough because you, you can't have consultation in and of itself. You have to have consultation with genuine engagement. You have to have consent of uh, the participants with respect to what it is you're, you're going forward with. Uh, I got the notion of the... Uh, the sexual assault is an example provided to me by an Aboriginal woman who was trying to make the point about consultation and she said to me uh, you know if if all it was was consultation was uh, okay then uh, let's say someone sexually assaulted me and then uh, went on to say well I did consult with her first Uh, would that be okay well of course it wouldn't it's absurd uh, you know, people can't be doing things without genuine consent. But Richard, why didn't he just explain it that way? And because I think a lot of it has to do with he is a guy who likes to shoot from the hip. Oh. We've learned that about Daryl Plekis, right? He likes to be, um, he likes to send messages and, and the, the language that he uses. And he did not do a very good job 
uh, explaining no. it to that crowd like he just did to me. And I think a lot of it is in retrospect. A lot of it was he was trying to raise a point to get a reaction from the crowd and did it in the very wrong way and has been rightly criticized for it. I I think he's a bit surprised with the reaction, right. but I think when you listen to the audio, there is no surprise, I don't think, on how people are reacting. Well, no this. kidding. Exactly. He didn't put it very well. But let me also ask you about something else he said last night. He said, if you don't like, if you thought the previous information that had come out about the legislature spending and all of that, you thought that was awful. He said, wait till you hear what's coming up. And isn't that significant because he's actually already seen the McLaughlin report. So I asked him about that as well, and he was not referencing the McLaughlin report. My understanding from listening to that audio was that's what he was alluding to. But what he told me today was he's alluding to the workplace review, uh, which we haven't yet seen, uh, as well as potentially the forensic audit. But what he mentioned to me just now was the workplace review. Yes, he's seen the McLaughlin report. He would not tell me what's in it. I pushed and I prodded Simi. And he wouldn't <laughs> of course tell me. you did. But when you look at the expression on his face, you'd have to assume that it may go his way. But all of that is just me reading tea leaves. Well, you're pretty uh, good at that, though, Richard. I'm going to give you kudos on that he, one. He was, um, as he should be, very protective of that information. Um, he did not commission that report. He acknowledged to me that it is uh, private and will be released likely at some point soon. We've heard from other places it could be as early as next week. He did not want to give any of that away. I don't want to say that he gave any hints because he didn't. Uh, but when he was making reference of people will not believe what they see next, it was in reference to other reports, not the McLaughlin report. He said he would never give out any information from reports that are secret like that and have to first go before the caucuses before they're released to the public. Okay. Do you believe he regrets like the comments yes. from last night? Yeah. Yeah, I think he does. I, I think he realized first it was the wrong audience, you know, that you shouldn't be talking about how nobody likes and trusts politicians and it needs to be fixed in front of a group of politicians. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the speaker's role is one where he is supposed to be supporting the work of the MLAs here. And in this turn, he seemed critical. He also mentioned in our brief conversation about he has a lot of respect for a lot of the politicians that work in this building, but lacks respect for others. Um, I think ah. uh, there are questions around whether, again, um, he, you know, he's a busy guy and he probably should have spent more time thinking about his remarks. He also said the public should have a look at his book as well oh. as the slide presentation Jeez. he put forward because those are the arguments. And without fully seeing the presentation, uh, you can't fully understand uh, the points he was trying to make. All right. Well, that sounds like an explanation. Thanks, Richard. And, and the book's free too, Simi. I don't want to sound like he's trying to get people to go buy Good his point. book. The book Thank is you. free online Thank and you, you can go get it. So I he doesn't want everybody, that. all the listeners to go out and buy okay. it. It's free online if you want to look at it. And he says it's part of the whole package. Okay. Thank you, Richard. <laughs> Thanks, Simi. Richard Zessman, our Global News Online Legislative Reporter.